This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, this is Arjun. And it's truly a pleasure to bring you incredible conversations about winning big. Winning is fun, but winning big puts us on the path to sustain long-term wins. And one of the things that I've seen is because each one of us are different, our starting point in our journey there is different, our end destination is different, the path we choose or prefer is different. That's the reason it's very important for us to talk to leaders from all walks of life all over the world. In that spirit, today is truly a pleasure and an honor to welcome my VIP guest, Leonard Kim. Leonard is a branding expert and the chief marketing officer of Zio, a company focused on bringing privacy to the people. And of course, this is very intriguing. And as we get into the conversation, I really want to know a little bit more about this. Also, he's the co-founder of Influence Tree, where he teaches how to build your brand, get featured in publications, and growth hack your social media following. And for somebody like me, social media was not the natural instinct. And it was my daughter who got me into social media. I'm really looking forward to learning from Leonard on that. He has been featured in numerous publications, including Magazine, Inc. Magazine, Forbes, Fortune, and Mashable. Leonard, welcome to Secrets to Win Big. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, Leonard. So Leonard, tell me a little bit about Zoo. What is it and how do you bring privacy back to people? Actually, I don't work there anymore. Um, I've been focusing more on my agency, Influence Tree. Influence Tree, what we really do is we help people build up their social media followings, uh, get them into publications, build up their funnels, pretty much set up all the conversion events so that someone could go from having a personal brand and then also converting that into actual dollars. So for most of us, even the word personal brand is something unique. So tell me a few things each one of us need to ask. That way we know that we have a need for what you're doing at Influence Tree. So basically, anyone who's running any type of business or is a, any type of executive would really need personal branding. Because when we think about it from a business perspective, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And the best way for people to get to know, like, and trust you is to know more about you. And the only way that people are really going to be able to get to know more about you is through your personal brand. Now, if you have a very stellar personal brand and people take it even one step further where they don't just like you, they fall in love with you. And when people fall in love with you, that's when they do business with you. That's when they invite you to speaking engagements. That's when they invite you to travel the world. That's where they invite you to do things like publish books like I have with this act reveal the surprising power of the real you for greater success with call Hill Business. And a lot of other things just populate from having a personal brand. Also, if you're an executive at the company, one of the things that you really need to focus on is how do you get more domain 
expertise out there within your particular niche. And when you're at a large company, it's hard to drive traffic back to your personal websites because branded content has a tendency to be shared 10 times less than unbranded content. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, if you focus on leading with the person as opposed to the brand, your visibility of your content reaches 10 times further. Wow. So as you're talking about personal brand, you know, you emphasize the word authenticity in your word a lot and the importance of having ethical leaders in C-suites. Can you help me understand a little bit more about what is authenticity to you, why it is important, and why is this such a meaningful theme to you? So authenticity is very important because so many people are focused on putting on their Instagram life. Like they put on their blazer, they put on their tie, they put on their very best image and they put their very best image to the forefront of exactly what they do. Now that becomes a problem because when you have millions and millions of people out there all showcasing that they're the very best, then they all kind of blend in and everyone looks extremely similar. Authenticity, mm -hmm. however, is showcasing who you are. That's a true self. That's the good, the bad, and even the ugly moments. If we think about the ugly moments, a lot of people are really scared of sharing these moments because they're fearful that they may be judged, mocked, or ridiculed for exactly what they went through in their lives. However, these are the cornerstones and the bridging gaps that go out there and connect us to other human beings. It's like when we watch a movie. A movie, if it was all happy, then there would be no enjoyment in watching it. Seeing those struggles and that drama is really what draws us in. And then sharing those with other people is what draws them in to connect with us even further. So what is a true self-ugly moment of yours that you're comfortable sharing? Well, I'd say one of the moments that I personally went through is back a few years ago, I came to a point where I was struggling so much before I even built a personal brand and I was having difficulty raising up in my career and I didn't really know exactly what there was to do. So I got to the point where I was kind of stuck at a dead-end job, not earning a lot of money and I had to figure out a way to get out of that because I was taking a bus for like two and a half hours each day to get to work, which it to and from and I spent a lot of time just struggling back then and I needed to figure out a way to get out of that. So before in the past, I also faced like a situation where I almost became homeless and I was sleeping on the sofa and in those situations, I didn't really know how to overcome it. But sharing those stories afterwards in hindsight of what happened, those helped me become more relatable to other people because they saw some of the struggles that I went through in my own personal life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you're sharing right away, I'm just also reconnecting with you at a very deeper level because right away, the situations in different forms are relatable in all our lives. And in my mind, you become like a micro superhero because I right away want to know what did Leonard do to get from there to where he is? Because now you have created a curiosity and I really love the way you shared. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So, of course, this conversation right away from the authenticity can get very clearly, very easily to your book. And I love the title because to me, the title tells me everything I need to know about the book. Okay. Ditch the act, revealing the surprising power of real you for greater success. So what was the drive behind writing the book? And second follow-up question on that is, 
what has been your biggest satisfaction about writing this book? I'd say the drive behind writing the book is I never expected to be a published author with such a large media conglomerate. And one of the things that I did is while I was writing and while I was building up my personal brand, publishing houses such as Wiley, such as Penguin Random House, they reached out to me and asked if I was working on a book. Agents such as my agent, Mario Tatelbaum, and another agent reached out to me and asked me if I was writing a book. So they kind of planned the idea on my head that I should be writing a book. And at first, I really didn't know what to write about, but then I really gave it a lot of thought. And I was like, you know what? I need to give people the blueprint on exactly how I got to this point, up to that point where people were asking me to write a book and with my business and everything. And I was like, I need to share this with others so other people could have a blueprint on how to go out there and succeed. So my co-author, Ryan Fullen, and I we worked together on sharing our own personal stories, sharing the struggles that we face, creating worksheets that teach people how to go through each step of the process. Mm -hmm. and sharing the um, eight different things that people need to do to really go out there and build a true personal brand. So I love this whole concept of blueprint because, you know, many a time when we read a book, it takes us to the five steps of a journey. Sometimes I just feel that I'm reading a book on how to swim, and I even doubt whether the author is a world-class swimmer or not. Yeah. Everything you're talking about is about your personal life, your journey. And to me, that makes it very authentic. So I want to go back to that point of your life where you're practically homeless. So how did you transform yourself to great success by being named one of the top marketing influencer by Forbes magazine? But more importantly, how are you sustaining this incredible opportunity you've created for yourself? Well, it didn't happen immediately. It took a few years. I had to open up. Very first thing I had to do was when people asked me how I was doing when I was almost homeless, I'm like, I'm doing great. Things are fine. And I had to switch that because I ended up in a situation where I had to move back into my grandma's house and everything because I couldn't live on that sofa anymore. And I had to move back to my grandma's place and be with my family. And then it took months of being there for me to finally open up and ask for help. And I thought people would mock me, judge me, ridicule me, call me a loser because I'm hanging out with my grandma and I was in my like mid-20s at the time and people would look at me as a failure. But I began to start asking for help. And then when I asked my friends for help, they didn't mock me or anything like that. They actually showed compassion. They hung out with me. They drove out to see me. They picked me up. They helped lift me back on my feet. And then that slowly happened. And then afterwards, what really helped propel things off is while I was working over at American Honda, two years in, I didn't get a single promotion or raise. And I was only earning $16.24 an hour. While I was there, what I did was I realized that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Every single business venture I ever tried failed. Every single thing I've done to try to get a promotion failed. And I was like, I need to figure out a way to get out of this. So I applied for hundreds of jobs. I got three calls back. No one hired me. I went back to school, but school is more of a long-term play. And I decided to try something else. I saw a lot of other people I respected, like Neil Patel, uh, Brian Tracy and all these other people they were going out Brian Clark as well they were going out there and they were creating a lot of content online I didn't think I had anything of value to really share because when you looked at my resume at the time it was full of failures 
and I didn't really have any successes under my belt. But I was like, you know what? Why don't I take what I actually know best? And that, for me, that was failing. And why don't I share all the failures with others that I went through? And all of a sudden, that really caught on. And within six months, uh, my writing was read about two million times. Within a year and a half, it was read 10 million times. Afterwards, I started my own business influence tree, and I got a better job at Keck Medicine at the University of Southern California. I started writing for Inc. Magazine, Entrepreneur, Huffington Post, and that led to me being featured in those publications as well. I had opportunities to go out there and speak all across the world, from like Istanbul to Banff, Canada, to uh, across the United States. And I had the opportunity to publish a book, which is pretty amazing. And I've had opportunities to work with companies like Cisco Systems, um, people who work over at Dropbox and other places like that. So I've had a pretty positive experience from everything. And none of that would have happened if I didn't reveal my personal self and go out there and share all the failures I went through. So going back to going out there and sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly, I was sharing some of the good moments, some of the bad moments, but a lot of the things I was focusing on was sharing those very ugly moments. And those mm -hmm. ugly moments is what propelled me into such having such a large following and having so much success. So here's a very personal question that each one of us, I don't know what the reason is, could be little ego, could be pride, could be hesitancy. We try to not ask for help. What's the first few steps to take to ask for help? So I think one of the things that people first need to understand is anyone who's successful didn't really get there on their own. They had help in some way, shape, or fashion. So if you take that misconception out of your mind at first, then it makes you open up the idea that accepting help is something that's absolutely necessary if you want to be successful because... Mm -hmm. People who, I don't know a single person who's successful who hasn't had help along the way. They either have a team, they have a team would be hired help, but then you need money to have hired help. But other than that, if you don't have the opportunity to get hired help, then you have to go and ask for help to get other people to help you, to help lift you up to a higher level. So one of the things that you could do is it's about looking internally and seeing why there's blockers inside of you that really prevent you from accepting help or mm -hmm. asking for help. And usually it goes around ego and pride and not wanting to inconvenience others. So you have to kind of identify exactly what it is. And that happens through introspection. If someone has difficulty with introspection, there's a lot of great resources like therapy and counseling that can help people go and look within themselves because there might be some kind of tragic event that happened in the past where maybe someone asked for help before and then it just didn't turn out the way that they wanted. So they blocked off those feelings and they were like, you know what, I'm never going to ask for help again. Or maybe there was a situation with some type of betrayal. Mm -hmm. And if those are the underlying issues, then it's all about introspection and then come to terms with it. And then once you're able to come to terms with it, you even have something that you could go write about or show on the video as well because you overcame some struggle that you personally had. So that gives you more content so you can go out there and share and build your personal brand as well. So I love the way you are at peace with past failure. And you have been quoted to talk about success can be as scary as failure. So what do you mean by that? Can you elaborate a little bit on how success too can be scary as a failure? 
So I'd say one of the easiest things to really think about is like imagine you're on stage in another country in front of 200 random people and you're about to give a talk. You're going out there, you're being front and center, all eyes are on you. If you make a mistake, people could laugh or mock or ridicule you, which they don't. They don't actually care if you make a mistake, which is kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) But on the other hand, like... When those types of situations come up, it becomes like nerve wracking and then it feels different to be in that type of situation. Like when I first started doing interviews, I would stumble over my words. I would get nervous. I wouldn't know exactly what to talk about. And the good thing is a lot of people are more forgiving about those situations. But having those types of opportunities can be scary too because you're kind of putting yourself out there. And if you're more of an introverted personality, being out there is kind of scary for a lot of people too and I think I'm kind of in the middle of being an extrovert and an introvert but it takes a lot of practice and a lot of skill to kind of calm those nerves to really go out there and be able to uh, do these things because like success monetarily isn't really scary but success and the things that come with success like maybe being on a podcast like this or maybe speaking on the stage or writing on a book and having your work being judged those things could be scary for people So an incredible journey. So can you talk about one or two people or situations who have influenced you, inspired you the most in your journey thus far? I'd say one of the biggest inspirations was back when I was stuck in that situation of what do I do to really get out of this situation of earning $16.24 an hour. I came across a content by James Altucher, another renowned um, author, and he was talking about a lot of his failures as well. And one thing that with me is I felt an instantaneous connection with him. I was able to meet him later into the future as well. But that instantaneous connection Hmm. made me, one, realize that sharing things that are more vulnerable is okay. It's something that I always thought was okay, but I never had documented proof that it really happened. And for me to personally go through the experience of reading his content and feeling more gravitated towards him, I realized that me sharing my own failures Something I wanted to do years before, but then people were like, no, if you do that, you'll never get another job again. People will never hire you. I kind of bought into that bias beforehand. And it's something that I always wanted to do, but I just never knew how to do it. And by seeing him and how he did it, it made me understand that I could go out there and do the same thing. And I could go and share my failures as well. And I wouldn't have to be scared of holding those back, Mm -hmm. even though I was still scared. So incredible advice, incredible wisdom. So if you can take all this, Leonard, and go back and meet 16, 15-year-old Leonard who is just getting ready, maybe 17 from graduating from high school, what would be one piece of advice you would go and give to the younger Leonard? I mean... All the experiences I had, all the heartbreak, all the hardships and everything are what shaped me into who I am today. And I think if I didn't go through a lot of those situations, then I wouldn't have really come this far in my career. So I would probably tell myself, just stick it through and have faith because everything's going to work out in the end and just trust in God's vision for you. Thank you. Now, you are wearing so many hats. 
you know, you are an author, a speaker, a motivator, you're influencing individuals, businesses. I just feel that this kind of success needs a process and a plan. Are you comfortable sharing in your work day, what's the first thing you do and what's the last thing you do as you're wrapping up your day so we get an idea about how Leonard accomplishes such a lot on a given day? Most of my days, I've figured out how to break down my workload to not be so much. And with COVID going on right now, speaking engagements have been pretty infrequent just because of there's not really travel going on right now and people aren't gathering around in large events. So speaking isn't really happening as of right now, but that would change once COVID is over. I should be able to book those up more. But what I do most of the time is my business is mostly inbound. So a lot of the things that really generate business for me come through my inbox. So a lot of people who are looking for me kind of see me maybe on a podcast like this or on the video that I'm creating and they come and reach out to me. And then that's what I do to generate business. A lot of the work at my agency, I'm mostly in the management field now and I have my trained staff and trained partners. They're able to go out there and do most of the mechanics of how everything works. So I have a lot of free time nowadays, which is kind of pretty nice. Love that. So it's a fascinating conversation. Is there anything else you would love to share that we have not talked about? I think a lot of people look at what I do and they think, oh, this is kind of like impossible. How does someone like that really go out there and do things? But the truth of the matter is that anyone could do what I do. It's like duplicatable process. It's um, been time tested with clients, with former business partners, other examples in my book. Like it's something that anyone could go out there and do. And while some people need the hand-holding and the guidance, other people are able to go out there and actually do this themselves. So if someone wants to go out there and build a personal brand, they could even start today. Brilliant. So Leonard, let's say you and I are having a follow-up conversation. The year is 2030, nine years from now. Where would Leonard Brand be? I'd say it's hard to say what would happen in nine years, but then... From going through a lot of the heartbreaks and experiences with like my divorce and everything, I've kind of realized that my personal brand is kind of immutable. Like it's not really affected much by outside situations and any other hardship I go through might cause a little bit of turmoil, but doesn't really take things off track too much. That uh, it's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow and be a lot bigger than what it is now. I mean, right now we see like remnants of things I've done, like speaking and published a book and things like that. I'd say that it would be a lot more of those types of things. And I've been back on creating videos. So those things should be coming out pretty shortly. And we should see a lot more video content of Maybe in the future, video isn't a thing anymore. And it's augmented reality or VR. <laughs> so that could be a possibility of interacting in those types of environments. Wow. And where can people get your videos? Is there a URL or an address link that you can talk about? I'm going to be putting everything up on my Twitter, my Facebook, my LinkedIn. Uh, my profile on them is uh, twitter.com forward slash Mr. Leonard Kim. That's the same for Instagram and uh, LinkedIn. Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Leonard Kim. Thank you. 
a fascinating conversation. The book is called Ditch the Act, Reveal the Surprising Power of Real You with Greater Success. And what fascinated me in this conversation was the whole concept of true self, the ugly moment, and how comfortable Leonard is about his present, his past, his success, his failures. And I don't think I have been fortunate to have a conversation with somebody who is so even keel through success, failure, and ugly moments. And that to me has been such an incredibly huge inspiration in this conversation. So Leonard, thank you again for taking time today. Truly appreciate the conversation. Well, thank you so much for having me, Arjun. I really appreciate it. And it was a pleasure to meet everyone here. So thank you all. Thank you for listening. And again, as I say quite often that I have the best seat in the house to have these fascinating conversations, today was one of those moments and truly appreciate this and looking forward to bringing you another conversation with another leader from another walk of life real soon. Happy listening and thank you. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.